so yeah, like I was telling you, I was talking to that lady, um, actually I was talking to quite a few ladies, but one of them I spoke to on Facebook, I had found her daughter on the Department of Justice website as a missing person, so I was, I sent her a message, because I wanted to ask about, you know, the details surrounding her daughter's vanishing, and check this out, her daughter came back, she got her daughter back. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is the, the first case. Yeah, that's oh, another wow. one where the uh -huh. people felt like the police weren't helping and they had to do their own searching and they ended up finding her, the girls from Reading, and they found her in Sacramento. But she says it didn't have to do with sex trafficking, but her daughter doesn't want to give up any of the names of the people involved that helped her, you know, leave for this amount of time or whatever the situation was. But. I don't know, the daughter is still listed up on the Department of Justice website, and she's a minor, so I'm not going to say her name or anything, um, but she's home with her family, and oh, that's, that's wonderful. right, that's like the first case I've heard since yeah, we started this. Out of, uh, <laughs> Many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she actually, she's back, and I was super happy to hear that, and um, so there is hope, you know? Yeah, you can never give up hope. Exactly, so, you I know. I mean, until you get, you know, no news is good news yeah. in situations <laughs> like that, unfortunately. Exactly, and it just sucks that her daughter feels like she can't turn these people in, because oh, the yeah. people, those they're criminals, they're fucking kidnappers, to help yeah, a child, I think she was 13 years old, to help a 13-year-old. Serious just, shit yeah. for her not to want to. Seek justice in that case. Right. Let it go. So. Be scared of these people or, I don't know, maybe not understand the gravity of what they did by taking a 13-year-old and driving them hours to a different city and harboring them for months on end. So, wow. but yeah, I'm glad she's back with her family and it lifted my spirits a bit to find oh, someone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, it can happen, guys. Keep your hopes up. Look, this can get really dreary. Yeah. Hearing about all these cases where it's no... And yeah, right? Open-ended at the end. There's no... Yeah, and that's like all I'm dealing yeah, with every single every, day. Every day, day out. These, like, families that are horribly depressed, and it wears on you. It and it does. just it was a super ray of sunshine, and I literally wanted to throw up unicorns with rainbows. <laughs> that's how happy I was. Are you lost? Yes. What's up, everyone? I guess if you're listening to this, you've found your way to the Vanished in the Valley. Um, and it just seems like every single case that I choose, which is totally random off the California Department of Justice website, always just turns into this, like, shit show of a case that, you know, has 20 different branches on the tree of suck. And it, you know, it goes from sex traffickers to possible, like, cartel stuff to weird racist groups and... Now maybe I'm involved in this, um, but on this last case, the Heather Cameron case, there's just like so much craziness coming out of Reading that I felt like I kind of had to do this little bonus episode <clears throat> for those of you fans that are like totally into it and wanted to hear more about what's actually going on in Reading. So... There's, like, a bunch of different players in this whole case, okay? And 
as it is, I'm just now getting some information on some of the players. So, we have got Heather Cameron, the girl that kicked it all off, the key to this whole investigation for me. Um, and as you know from previous episodes, she was, uh, she called 911 and that was the last anybody ever heard of her. There's rumors of a snuff video and I tend to believe some of the stuff around it. Um, you never know what exactly is the truth, but when you start to hear like the same description over and over from different people, you can kind of like get a feel for what's bullshit and what's true. So I totally believe some of the stuff coming out about that. Now I got a lead on a person that actually has the video, but as with a lot of other stuff in this case, I've been warned like, be careful, these people are dangerous, and all that fun stuff. But I'm an idiot, and for some reason, like a normal person, when you hear about danger, I don't go running away, I wanna go see what's up with it. So I kinda take this whole danger threat very seriously though, just because of the group that is involved. Um, not only are they a very well-known, but they got little clubhouses all over, and not one, you know, they're pretty close to my house. But apparently one of these members of this club has this video. Um, I've also been given some names of these tattoo guys up in Reading that I should get a hold of. So, I don't know. I might try to track these people down and see what I can find out. I'm not expecting them to, like, hand me this on a silver platter, though. So, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, we've got Heather, and then we've got this slash uh, Aryan Brotherhood. I'm not exactly sure what the group is at this point. So, um, then we have the police departments that are allegedly involved in the sex trafficking the casinos, which are involved in the, allegedly evolved in the sex trafficking. Um, and sometimes I wonder, if I say allegedly enough, does that like cancel out the conversation? I mean, I just, I don't know. I feel like this stuff is true, but I know I have to say allegedly just to cover my legal bases. And then we have the Bethel Church. Now, I don't know if you guys know about this church. It sounds like it's a cult. The only reason I knew what it was is because of the Sherry Papini case. Um, but I remember a few months ago, I read this batshit crazy article about some fucking cult group trying to resurrect a toddler that had died. And lo and behold, it's this Bethel group out of Reading. Now, um, talking to different people that are from Reading, apparently the population up there they don't like this church group. They feel like this church group is taking over. They may or may not have houses full of women um, and children. So, I don't know. I don't even know how you get one of these groups investigated. Like, how do you stop it before it comes some Jonestown shit and people are getting picked off in the jungle in some fucked up country? I don't know. Um... So, I don't know, I have accusations that judges are involved in the sex trafficking and retaliation. Like, it's, these people are so afraid and ready to talk about certain people 
And, you know, and I get it. They have legitimate reasons to be afraid. These people are like straight up felons that, you know, they have kills under their belt. They don't respect women to the point where they're making fucking snuff videos. And it seems like they operate with impunity. Now this guy, Ronald fucking Woolencloth, <laughs> gotta love that name. Um, he's like at the center of a lot of it. And it's like if me, just some nobody asshole from the Bay Area, has picked up on how bad this guy is, why haven't the police done something about it? Like why is he allowed to just keep taking these women, torturing them, I've heard stories of this poor man's wife who has been fucking abused to high hell by this man and like nothing can be done about it. Like we can't take this guy out of the gene pool for some reason. I don't know. Laws. Shit. Who knows. Well, check this shit out, Kenny. I was uh, fucking around on our little hosting thing where they host our uh, our podcast, and I just want to say I can see you know what where everybody is that's like listening to us, and I just want to say what's up, Ruddy. And I see a lot of you guys are turning into this madness, and Sacramento. Um, I think I told you like people in Texas. We had Dallas, Texas, um, and Eagle River. I don't think I don't see you, and of course our lovely people in Iowa. Um, so, I don't know, Albuquerque and all you guys, we appreciate it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Keep it up. Right? Ciao. Mm -hmm. But, anyway, this Bethel Church, I don't, I don't know a lot about them, but I do know they have a lot of money backing them. I do know that they've got their sticky little fingers all over the commerce of Reading, and it seems like... I don't know, a lot of church groups, they do help with, you know, the drug problem. They try to help rehabilitate people. But it kind of becomes a conflict of interests because, yeah, they're trying to help these people get off drugs. But in the meantime, they're going to bash you in the face with a Bible. And by bash you in the face with a Bible, I mean they're going to try to, like, get you converted to their little particular brand of cult. And... It's basically like a Reading urban legend that these Bethel church people go and sacrifice people up at this little, like, chill-slash-makeout spot up in Reading. Um, and, you know, every town has got their urban legends about crazy motherfuckers running around doing whatever. But this Bethel church just takes on a whole new level of crazy. Like, they have this thing called grave breathing, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, grave breathing. You heard me right. Um, now, I don't know if they were trying to, like, resurrect this toddler by grave breathing or what the hell that was all about. But I want to know, like, when they were trying to resurrect this toddler, like, how many days was it before, like, they're like, oh, shit, this kid's body's, like, starting to rot. Maybe we should uh, put it in the ground before disease spreads. And I don't know. Like, is that even legal? Are you allowed to just fuck around people's bodies like that for days on end trying to resurrect them? I don't know. It just gives me nightmares of, like, the old school pet cemetery from the 80s. That shit was scary. That little gauge motherfucker. I don't know. I don't just... Yeah. Bethel, you're crazy. But, yeah. Grave breathing. Sorry. Got off on a tangent there. Um, let me just uh, try to explain to you what this whole grave breathing thing is. You guys ready for this? Alright, listen here. Okay, 
so <clears throat> basically Olive, the little toddler that had died, had been unresponsive for over four days. And at day four, they're basically saying, oh, it's a great day for a resurrection. Maybe today will be God's day. All hail, make way for King Jesus. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I know eventually they were like, okay, this little kid's not going to come back to life. And they finally put her in the ground. But you can, okay, so they're singing, I'm not even fucking shitting you. This is the words that they were singing. Olive, come out of that grave. Come out of that grave in Jesus' name. They could be heard singing at the top of their lungs with their congregation praying passionately for the girl's resurrection. Um, now, I'm getting that from a website called Faithwire. Uh, okay, does anybody else think that's fucking weird? I mean, can somebody... I don't, I don't know. I just think it's really strange they're allowed to keep a dead body out or whatever. And... There's actually video. They put fucking videos of this shit on the internet. Um, and you don't see the girl's dead body in any of the videos. Thank God, because that'd be fucking disturbing to see a little four-year-old girl's body. But I don't know. I just thought there was laws that, like, when somebody died, you don't fuck around and desecrate their body and try to resurrect them or whatever voodoo nonsense they're talking about. Um, and... If they literally have a whole congregation of people believing that they're going to resurrect a four-year-old, it sounds like they all have taken a fucking too many sips out of that Kool-Aid. And apparently they've got money and power in Reading. And, you know, they have members from all walks of life there. Which, you know, whatever, to each his own, go worship a fucking sparrow for all I care. But it starts to cross a line when you get, like, all of these people actually believing in your resurrection fucking nonsense. I'm sorry, that shit would be called a zombie. And at that point, uh, you better run. You're fucking around with shit. Now we got zombies running around. Thank you, Bethel. Uh, come on, just get a fucking grip on it. Um, but earlier, like I was saying, the only reason I knew what Bethel was was because of the Sherry Papini case. And I'm just wondering, does anybody in Reading, any of my lovely Reading listeners, which I see you all, I've got a lot of listeners up there, um, do any of you guys know, is Sherry Papini, does she go to that church? Um, or what her connection is to them? Because I know when Sherry went missing, um, that $50,000 came from, I guess, maybe the congregation, I'm not exactly sure, but it was affiliated with the Bethel Church. So I didn't know. I was wondering if there is a known association with these people. Um, let me give you a little uh, excerpt of um, what these people are saying, the Bethel people. What we are asking for is supernatural. The belief for life to come into what is dead is not what many would feel is quote-unquote normal. But if you have a relationship with the God of Scripture... Then you have set yourself in a family of the new normal. Call it crazy, but here's the wild thing about faith. If you get God into your veins, everything that had once felt normal starts to feel like an excuse to stay safe. 
Now, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm not even going to try to unfucking ravel that nonsense. But that sounds like some shit to get into a person who is weak-minded or weak-willed for whatever reason. To get into their mind and make some stupid shit that makes no sense. Make it sound like profound or something like that. And that's that cult shit. And apparently some famed missionary chick um, named Heidi Baker made an appearance at this resurrection party. And this is what she had to say. The world may mock. Well, yeah, no shit. And people may think we're a little bit crazy. Yeah, that's a given. But the second I stepped in here, I said, I'm home because there are hundreds of people worshiping God right now, declaring his resurrection power. It's like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I just, if I lived in Reading, I would not want to turn my back on these people. They just, they're a fucking cult. And I don't, is, is it legal to be a cult? Can you just fucking go around doing mind control on people? Now, I know we talked about Bethel a little bit in the last episode, the Reading cesspool one. Um, and I was going to kind of, like, give that whole situation to Ken because he's, like, obsessed with the whole, like, satanic panic and thinking that, like, hella satanic people are running around kidnapping people and shit. Um, I'm waiting for him to dig up some uh, evidence or something to start backing that up. But I don't think it's a Satan thing at all. I think it's a fucking cult thing. And it just, like, wears the disguise of some Christian shit. And the whole satanic thing, I don't know. Anyway. And then we've got the casinos up there. Now, I fucking hate talking about anything with race because I'm white and I'm always assuming I'm about to get called out for being racist, even though I'm totally not. Um... The sources that I'm talking to say it has something to do with the Asians and sex trafficking. So it almost sounds like these different aspects up in writing, the white supremacist group I'm talking about, the police department, Bethel, uh, the casinos, it sounds like they're like loosely interconnected. Um, and that's just probably because of the nature of what they deal in. Whether it be, like, women, children, sex, drugs, weapons, whatever. Um, the black market, basically. Uh, and when you're dealing in the black market, you're going to meet other people dealing in the black market. So, of course, these uh, circles are going to meet at some point. But I just wonder, like, how much it's actually connected. Like, organized, connected between all of these groups. Um, I don't know. That might be something fun to try to track down, but I don't know. It's just really hard to find information just because everything, everyone's kind of afraid to talk about it, um, or whatever the deal is they don't know. Or maybe, you know, it's a bunch of crazy rumors and everybody in the town just believes these crazy rumors. So I don't know, Redding, what is going on? Oh, and you know what I found out? I saw we, we've got some listeners in France. Hey, France, what's up? Love it. Um, I'm still on the Zimbabwe thing. Like, fuck yeah. People in Zimbabwe, send us some pictures. What's the weather like? I don't know. Or maybe 
I'm looking into it all way too much. And this is really just a case of like some fucking crazy ass methed out hill folk fucking around in the woods, killing women, torturing women. I mean, it sucks, but that shit happens. And maybe uh, the police aren't involved and it's 100% a case of them just not having the money to be able to like do not having enough money to adequately be able to enforce the law um, in the county they're in um, like I've said a million times police have a hella hard job and they don't have a lot of money from the Heather Cameron 911 call log I feel like they did try to find her I feel like they worked their asses off trying to find her that day I mean, like, the guy, the 911 dispatcher is, like, actively trying to call her back, and it just keeps going to voicemail, and he even explains why it's going to voicemail, because it's a track phone. I had no idea what a track phone was, and I had to look that shit up, but the dispatcher knew that, and he relayed that to the cops, and, you know, they had everybody out there searching. They're talking about different trail numbers out there, and, you know, having to get maps. This is, like, you know, forest land. It's, you know, a lot of the stuff is impassable. They'd have to get, like, ATVs or four-wheel drive. So, I don't know. I don't know if everybody has an adequate picture of what this area in Reading is like. It's like, I don't, in my opinion, in all of California, I feel like it's the most wild of areas. Like, there are fucking bears up there. And there's fucking people with guns. And you're in the woods. So, yeah, it's... You know, it's not hardcore like if you were in Alaska or Washington or something, but <clears throat> it's definitely a unique part of California. Okay, side note, guys, my fucking lizard monkey escaped last night, and he's literally hiding underneath my nightstand with one little black leg stuck out, just enough so I could see him and touch him, but I can't, like, pull him out or anything because I don't want to hurt him. I think he's doing it to taunt me. The little shit. He's so lucky he's cute. <laughs> okay, that was it. Sorry, that's my monkey uh, tangent there. Hey, Katie! What's going on with it, Thina? It is PSA time, and ah. since we keep talking about this sex trafficking problem, I wanted to let everyone know about the Northern California Anti-Trafficking Coalition. So they're based out of Shasta County, um, because like I've been telling everyone, Shasta County has for uh, years, decades, had a huge problem with sex trafficking. Um, and it comes down to the demand of men, Highway 5 being right there, and the poverty level out there is kind of high. Um, so basically what they do, it's a collective of passionate people striving to holistically address all the aspects of eradicating sex and labor trafficking in Shasta County and the surrounding region of Northern California. Okay. Um, their focus is to develop a holistic strategy by targeting the four focus areas, which is awareness, prevention, intervention, and restoration. Okay. Uh, just so you get kind of an idea of it, do you know the average age of trafficking is 13 years old? Yeah, that's crazy. Two children wow. per minute are sold for sexual exploitation. Yeah, we gotta put a dent in that. Yeah, in California, Lord. especially because they, we have the highest trafficking activity of all the states. So, guys, go check them out on their website. It's ncatcoalition.com. 
and you can you can email them. Um, let me give you their email address. You guys ready? You got a pen? <laughs> it's admin at ncatcoalition.com. Um, go on their website if you can and make a donation because these organizations are extremely helpful and they need all the help from us. So that, yeah, 100%. So check them out, guys, and thank you for listening. Have a good one. Be safe. Ciao. Arrivederci.